Welcome to today's program. My name is Rick Renner. My friends, we're waiting for the telephone to ring so we'll know how to pray for you. Give us a call or send us an email. The moment we hear from you, we are going to release our faith and Jesus Christ is going to hear us and do something spectacular in your life. But call us or send us an email so we can begin to pray with you. And we promise you, we'll always hold your prayer request in confidence. And right now we're offering you my brand new series called Dream Thieves, Overcoming Obstacles to Fulfill Your Dreams. Anytime you launch out to fulfill a dream, you're going to run into obstacles. So how do you get beyond them? That's what this entire series is about. And it comes with a wonderful study guide. And we're right now also offering you my book by the same title, Dream Thieves, Overcoming Obstacles, to fulfill your dreams. Do you have a copy of Dream Thieves? If not, why not? Just give us a call or go online. You can order yours right now. You will devour this book. It is just so encouraging. But today, I'm going to begin by reading just a little bit from page 57 from Dream Thieves. Listen to this. Hebrews 10.23 says, Let us hold fast the profession of our faith, but wait. There's a problem because the word our is italicized in the King James Version, which means it does not appear in the original Greek. The original Greek simply says, let us hold fast the profession of faith, whatever it is, which means we're to tightly hold in our hearts and come into divine alignment with any word that God has spoken to us, whether it's a direct quote from the scripture or a very specific promise that he's spoken to each of us regarding our lives. Hebrews 11.1 1 goes on to say, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And some say that this is a definition of faith. But I say Hebrews 11.1 is not a definition of faith, but it describes the behavior of faith, the real behavior of faith. And that is what we're going to see in today's program. I'll be back in just a moment. Stay tuned for a teaching you can trust, a message that will inspire, strengthen, and equip you with vital insights and understanding from the Word of God. Here is Rick. You know, this week we've gotten a lot of calls from people who have said, how do I know the will of God for my life? How do I know the specific dream that God wants me to fulfill? Well, I have another series that I want to recommend that you get called Knowing the Will of God. It's a five-part series. It will really help you to identify what it is that God wants you to be doing with your life. And I've got another series, and today I'm going to be teaching just a little bit from it, which is called God's Hall of Faith. It deals with all the faith verses in Hebrews chapter 11. You should order this too and go through the whole series. It's 10 parts because it will really show you how to walk in faith. But reach for your Bible. And today we're going to return to Hebrews chapter 10 and we're going to review verse 38 because verse 38 and verse 39 lead us into chapter 11 and verse 1. And when you come to Hebrews chapter 10 verse 38, it says, now the just shall live by faith. But if any man draw back, 
my soul shall have no pleasure in him. I told you yesterday that the word faith is the Greek word pistis. The word pistis always describes a force that is forward moving. I say it's like a bullet that's been shot out of the gun. Faith is never in retreat. Faith will always take you forward. And this is one way you'll know whether you're in faith or out of faith. If you're in retreat, you're not in faith. Faith is always taking you forward. And that's why the verse says, now the just shall live by faith. But if any man draw back, you're not supposed to draw back when you're operating in faith. And the word drawback in Greek is hupostello, and here's what it means. It means to shrink back. It depicts one who is withdrawing, retreating, regressing, receding, backing away or backsliding or recoiling from something. One who is in reverse in his direction to move backward instead of forward, to back off and retreat from an object, principle, or promise. My friends, if God has given you a promise, you should be reaching for it. If you are receding from it, that's bad. You're not in faith. In fact, this verse says, my soul shall have no pleasure in the person who retreats. And the words no pleasure literally means emphatically will not find pleasing. God does not find it pleasing when we retreat from what he has called us to do. And then verse 39 says, but, and the Greek says, but on the other hand, we are not of those who draw back unto perdition. And this word perdition we covered yesterday, but I want you to really understand it because it is the Greek word apoleia. It's such a horrible word. This word perdition means, are you ready for this? Something that is ruined, rotten, and decomposing. It is the very word used to describe the stench of a decaying animal or a dead human body. It portrays a putrid, vulgar, disgusting, nauseating smell, something in the process of perishing, that which is doomed, rotten, ruinous, or decaying, which means when you begin to move backward from a position of faith, it creates a stink in your life. And many people who let loose of their faith and retreat become cynical and become negative. It's putrid. It is spiritually nauseating. If you've ever been around somebody who once moved in faith, but now they've retreated, they've become cynical. It is such a horrible situation. The Bible here calls it perdition. But this verse says, instead, we are of them that believe to the saving of the soul. And the word soul is the Greek word suke. The word suke is where we get the word psychology. It describes the mind, the will, and the emotions. It is the mind that comes under attack by the dream thieves. Time speaks to the mind and says, hey, this deal's never going to happen. Give up. It is the devil who speaks to the mind. The battle's in the mind. And the devil says, you've just imagined this. It's your friends who speak to your mind, your will, and emotions and say, hey, have you really thought about what you're doing? Let us give you a better perspective. And it is your family who appeals to your mind and say, this is not logical what you're about to do. But when you stay in faith, you can deal with all the dream things. Wow, this is really important. And all of this then naturally leads to Hebrews 11, verse 1, the famous verse about faith, which says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Well, guess what? 
in Greek, the word now is not there. It's the Greek word day, which literally means but on the other hand. And it's also used as an exclamation marker. It's like the writer of Hebrews raises his voice and says, now I'm going to tell you what faith is really like. Faith is never in retreat, but faith, here it is, emphatically on the other hand, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Well, the word substance is the Greek word hupostasis. It's a compound of two words, the preposition hupo, which means to be underneath something or to stand by something, to be by something. The second part of the word is from the word histomy, which means to stand. But when you compound the words hupo and histomy together, it forms the word hupostasis, which is used in this verse where it's translated as the word substance. And here's what it means. It means to stand by something. So you could translate it, faith is standing by things hoped for. It depicts the attitude and actions of one who's determined to stand by something promised to him. He's refusing to budge from a fixed decision. He's made a decision. He's going to be unmoving. He's going to stand or stay by a person, a principle, a promise, or a territory. Or I say, it's like a bulldog who says, this is mine. I'm never going to release it. I'm going to stand by this promise. You know, bulldogs are a lot of fun. They wrap those big jowls around a bone. And it doesn't matter how hard you pull or tug, that bulldog is determined is not going to let loose of the bone because it's the bone of his dreams. He's going to stand by that bone. Well, many, many years ago, when I wrote my book, Dream Thieves, I used the example of bulldog faith. And I want you to listen to what I've written. This is a faith that will not bend under pressure and has resolved to believe at any cost. Rain or shine, sink or swim is not going to move until it sees the manifestation of what God has promised. This is the behavior of bulldog faith as it's described in Hebrews 11.1. 1. You could translate the verse like this. Now, here's a good translation of the word substance, which here's trans, from the translation of the Greek word hypostasis. Here it is. Now, faith is tirelessly and determinedly standing by and never letting go of things hoped for. Faith latches hold of the Word of God. Faith latches hold of a promise. For example, if you're sick and you're believing for healing, faith will latch hold of it. And it doesn't matter what kind of report you get from the doctor, your faith jowls will not let loose of that promise that has been made to you. If God has made you a promise about your finances, but it seems your finances are under assault, faith holds tight. It holds on. It tirelessly stands by that promise and never lets go. If God has made a promise to you about your marriage, faith will hold on to that promise even if you don't seem to see any hope. Faith never lets go. It is a faith that never bends, never breaks, never retires, never gives up. It stands by what has been promised. And actually, when you come to Hebrews chapter 11, the entire chapter is about people who received a word from God and they stood by it in spite of all the obstacles. They just refuse to let go. But 
Hebrews 11.1 1 goes on to say, now, again the word now, the Greek word they, categorically, emphatically, faith is the substance. It is standing by things hoped for. Hoped for is a form of the Greek word elpidzo, which means to actively hope for the fulfillment of something expected. You're expecting it, and you're actively waiting for it. But in this verse, the tense is continuous, being hoped for, stressing that the manifestation has not come yet. But even though they haven't seen the manifestation, they've still got their faith jowls wrapped around that promise. They're standing by it. They refuse to bend, to break, to budge, to flinch. They're not moving from the promise that has been made to them. And then when you come to verse two, it gives us a concrete example. For by it, by what? By this bulldog faith, by this faith that never quits, never lets go, by this faith that never bends, never breaks, by this faith that tirelessly stands by a promise made, by this kind of unbendable, unbreakable faith, the elders obtained a good report. And the word elders is a Greek word which depicts the respected ones, or in this case, the heroes of faith in the Old Testament. And that's why I want to encourage you to get my series called Heroes of Faith, because it is just so powerful. God's hall of faith. But then when you come to verse three, he continues to elaborate through faith. Wait, 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 wait. What kind of faith are we talking about? Unbendable, unbreakable faith. Faith that never gets up, Faith that never lets go, faith that is tireless, it stands by whatever has been promised through this unbendable, unbreakable, never give up kind of faith. And remember, the word faith describes something moving forward. If you're in faith, you're moving forward. If you're out of faith, you're in retreat. But if you're moving in faith, the behavior of faith is it never gives up, it never bends, it never breaks, it never retreats, it never lets go. Therefore, verse 3 means through this unbendable, unbreakable, never give up kind of faith that always stands by what was promised, we understand that the worlds were framed by the Word of God. Now, what does that mean? Well, when you first read that, it sounds like the act of creation, which we read in Genesis chapter 1. But when you read it in the Greek text, you find out this verse perfectly fits into Hebrews chapter 11. And remember what verse 2 said, through faith, through this unbendable, unbreakable, never give up kind of faith, the elders the heroes of the Old Testament, the respected ones from the Old Testament obtained a good report. Now that thought is going to continue into verse 3. It's talking about the elders. It's not talking about creation. It's talking about what faith heroes did in the Old Testament. So let's go to verse 3 again. Through faith, through this unbendable, unbreakable, never give up kind of faith, we understand. The words we understand is the plural version of the word noeo, which means to think or to understand. It indicates intelligent activity here in the plural version. It means we think, we conclude, we rationalize, we understand, which means if you study the stories of them who walked in faith in the Old Testament, you can come to some, come to some conclusions about the behavior of faith. Through faith, we conclude, we understand, we rationalize that the world's 
were framed by the Word of God. And here's where people get confused because it says the worlds were framed by the Word of God. They think it's about creation. However, the word worlds is not the word cosmos, which would describe the universe. It is not the word gaze, which would describe the earth. It is the Greek word ionos, from the Greek word ion, which depicts, always depicts, an age or an era. It depicts a specific time, age, or era within the past history of mankind or different periods of time within human history. So you could translate the verse like this. Through faith, we conclude. We've looked at it. We've rationalized. We've studied it. And we can conclude that the worlds, or better translation would be, different ages within the history of mankind, decades, centuries in the past, past eras, were framed by the Word of God. And the word framed is a very specific Greek word, which means, are you ready, to change, to mend, to adjust, or to alter the form or shape of an already existing thing. Here, it carries the idea of recreating, reshaping, remolding, and altering something already in existence. It's not the idea of creation, but rather it is the idea of transformation. So now you could translate the verse like this. Through faith, through this unbendable, unbreakable, never give up kind of faith, we have studied it and we conclude that different ages and generations in the past history of mankind have been altered, changed, modified by the Word of God. And rather than say by the Word of God, a better translation would be by a word from God. So now let's put it all together. Through faith, we understand. We conclude that different ages, different centuries, different generations in the past have been radically altered. They've been amended. Those time periods were changed. They were modified by those who received a word from God. That's what the verse really means. And that's why the rest of the verse says, so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. It really means by the time these people of God were finished believing, they left life differently than how they entered into it. By the time they left, they had changed their age. They had changed their decade. They had changed their generation. And when you read all of Hebrews chapter 11, that's what you find. Heroes of faith who got a word from God they stood by it regardless of how long it took and because they aligned themselves with that word from God they in their time and in their generation changed human history one example would be Noah Noah got a word from God it took a long time for him to see the manifestation of what God said was coming but Noah refused to bend he refused to break he refused to budge and knew it did exactly what he was told to do. He stood by his word from God. And in his particular age, that one man changed the face of human history. He altered time as they knew it. That is the power of one word from God. And that, my friend, is the behavior of faith. Faith stands still. It stands by what has been promised until it comes into manifestation. And if you 
will stand by what God has promised to you. You'll change your family. You'll change your city. You'll change your history. You will totally, radically modify your time simply because you decided to stand by what God has promised. And there's something else. In Hebrews chapter 11, it goes on and it says in verse 7, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. The word without is the Greek word chorus. It means to be on the outside of something. It doesn't mean to have an absence of something. It means to be on the outside of something. For example, you can be in the city or you can be out of the city. The word chorus would mean living outside of the city. Here it's used to depict a person who either lives in faith or they're living outside of faith. Well, how do you know if you're living in faith or if you're out of faith? If you're in faith, then you're where you're supposed to be. You're standing by what has been promised to you. You're not budging. You're not breaking. You're not flinching. You're not moving. Faith stands by what has been promised and what is being expected. That is staying in a place of faith. And according to Hebrews chapter 11, verse 7, when you stay in faith, you please God. But we've already seen from Hebrews chapter 10, verse 38 and 39, if you move out of faith, it brings no pleasure to the Lord at all. And in fact, it will result in a real stinking spiritual situation in your life. And you don't want that. So you need to latch hold of what God has promised to you and not move from it and stay in faith. Say amen. Hey, I'll be back in just a moment. And I want to pray for you. Many people start out with a God-given dream and a passion to see that word from the Lord fulfilled in their lives. But the longer it takes for the dream to come to pass, the less their hearts burn for it, until sadly they release God's dream for their lives altogether, letting it slip out of their hearts and hands and into oblivion. You need to know as you pursue your dream that you'll encounter dream thieves that will try to steal the dream from your heart. And in this 10-part series, Dream Thieves, Rick Renner will show you how to identify these dream thieves and how to overcome each of them. In this series, you'll learn how to hold fast to the dream God put in your heart, how to identify dream thieves that come to steal your dream, how to come into divine alignment with God's plan for your life, how to take steps to fulfill your dream. This practical and helpful 10-part series is available in digital or physical format starting at just $20. In addition, we're also offering you the 254-page book, Dream Thieves, for $15. As you read this book, God's purpose for your life will be so stirred up in you that you'll put questions and fears aside and begin to aggressively pursue what God has been telling you to do. Don't miss these exciting offers, the series Dream Thieves and the updated book Dream Thieves. Call the number on your screen now or go to renner.org to order. Call or go online now. holiday season always brings about fond memories and cherished traditions. For many, one of those cherished traditions is the reading of the Christmas story. In Rick Renner's timeless new book, Christmas, The Rest of the Story, your family can uncover the beautiful details of the nativity story you have never heard. When I was growing up, I heard the same Christmas story year after year, and I loved it. When I got older, I found treasures in the Christmas story that no one had shared with me. That's what is in this book, and I wrote it to share with you and for you to share with those whom you love. Through its detailed watercolor illustration, Christmas, the rest of the story, 
invites families to explore the true meaning of Christmas as they interact with the story across decorated pages in a coffee table sized format. When you call or go online right now to pre-order this book for just $35, you'll receive the eternal story of Christmas now beautifully told in this timeless keepsake. Christmas is a special time when you can pass your faith on to your children and grandchildren. With this engaging new book, you can reinforce the true meaning of Christmas, Jesus, the Savior of the world. With magnificent illustrations across nearly 300 pages, your family will create a special tradition that will last for generations. Great as a gift or enhancing your own traditions, pre-order the book Christmas, The Rest of the Story for just $35. Call now or go to renner.org to order. Don't miss this special Christmas offer. This is Rick Renner and my friends right now, we're in the very middle of our ministry expansion project. It's three phases. Phase one was building the new studio in Moscow. You helped us do that. Thank you. Phase two was finishing the interior of the studio. You helped us do that. Thank you. Now we're in phase three, which is retiring the debt on the ministry headquarters in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Our ministry has never had debt. The reason we've been able to do what we've done is because we've never had to service debt. When we built our building in Riga, we did it cash. When we built the building in Moscow, it is amazing that we were able to do it with cash. And now we want to retire the debt on the Tulsa headquarters building so we can liberate all that money to really take the teaching of the Bible around the world. You know, it's never about buildings. It's about having an anchor where the Word of God can go forth. And in that Tulsa facility, we're taking calls from people who are literally calling us from all over the world. And from that facility, we're producing TV programs, social media, we're fulfilling orders for books and giving away thousands and thousands of different resources to people who are reaching out to us because they believe that we provide teaching they can trust. And it's very important that we retire that debt as quick as possible because it will liberate funds for the preaching of the word to the ends of the earth. And that is what we're called to do. And today I want to ask you to please continue to be a part of our giving team so we can retire the debt on the Tulsa building and then we'll be finished with the ministry expansion project. Thank you for your prayers and thank you for becoming a part of the giving team. Well, we have had quite a week in the Word of God studying about how to overcome the dream thieves that try to steal God's dream from our lives. And my friends, I want you to order the whole series, which is called Dream Thieves, Overcoming Obstacles to Fulfill Your Dreams. And it comes with a study guide. We're offering you the book by the same name, Dream Thieves. Please, please, please order this book by going online or by giving us a call. And today I mentioned two more series, which I want to refer to again. One is called Knowing the Will of God. Maybe you're trying to find out what is God's dream for your life. Then you need to know how to identify the will of God for your life. And I told you that in Hebrews chapter 11, I did a whole series called God's Hall of Faith, where we studied the behavior of faith as it was demonstrated in the heroes of faith in the Old Testament. 
This series is really encouraging. You should order it. But you can get all of these things and more by going to our website or by giving us a call right now. And please remember that when you become a partner with our ministry, we're going to send you two books as our way of saying welcome to the partner family. We're going to send you Denise's book called The Gift of Forgiveness and my book called Life in the Combat Zone, which is dedicated to partners. And we always, always give these two books to anyone who becomes a part of our wonderful partner family. So welcome. But Father, we thank you that you've given us faith. Every man has faith. Teach us to use our faith to lay hold of the promise you've made to us, whatever the dream is, and that we would not bend, not break, never let go until we see the manifestation of it. Help us to stay in a place of faith where we please you and where your power is released through us to change everything around us. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. I'll see you Monday, but remember... Ecclesiastes 8.4, where the word of a king is, there's power. Thank you for joining Rick Renner today. For more information about Renner Ministries and product resources, visit renner.org and connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.